0: I think that's really important when we talk about like success and motivation and like how to achieve these things that you really want in your life. It starts with the knowledge and and just the baseline understanding that you are exactly what you say you are. Yeah. Nothing more and nothing less. The big question is this in a world of fake instagram models and bad diets how do real people achieve their fitness goals we are an army of hard-working women changing their lives through fitness and health wherever you are at on your journey we have the answers to how to make working out and eating well a part of your life Join us in changing the dialogue for women everywhere. Welcome to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. Welcome back to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. I'm Rachel. I'm Kelsey.
1: Welcome.
0: (laughs) What's the matter? Are you Debbie Downer today or what? (laughs) You look a little down. I know you've been accused of being a Debbie Downer in the past.
1: Well, this does align with what we're talking about today. And I think most people wouldn't assume of me to be a Debbie Downer. Have any has anyone seen like the Saturday Night Live? Like what are they called?
0: Who are you talking to? Are you to me. you?
1: Has anyone has has you? Has I seen have you seen the Saturday Night Live skits I haven't stayed with up Debbie
0: Downer. Past 10 30.
1: Oh well, I have not actually seen
0: them. I've oh, just, so, okay. I've just
1: seen them because I didn't stay up.
0: I think they start at eleven. Watch watches Saturday Live. <laughs> it's like twenty one year olds. Like I can't stay up that way. I don't know.
1: But apparently there's a woman on there that's Debbie Downer. And every time she says something, it's like womp, womp. So like everyone will be talking about something super exciting and she'll be like, just throw in like, Did you know did you know there's like deaths all around the world? Something silly like that. Anyway. Is it you? So- it's me, apparently, because we're walking down the street, me and Blake are walking down the street, and he stops and picks up this lucky penny down the streets of Boston. He's like, ooh, lucky penny, and he always does this, where he, like, picks up change off the street.
0: That's, first of all, I think that's so weird. It's so <laughs> weird. I'm sorry, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> that one is weird to me. Like, are you fine? <laughs> lucky penny? Lucky penny. Bitch, I make my own luck. <laughs> So he How are those lucky pennies working for you so far, Blake?
1: Well, you feeling lucky? feeling lucky, probably. As long oh. as it cuts <laughs> <up>. <laughs> bulk. <laughs> so he picks it up and he's all Oh, it excited. has to be heads up? I think so. That's oh, when it's lucky. Oh, my
0: God. If it's not, if it's tails and it's not lucky, you leave it there? I think so. Oh, these weirdos. These weirdos. So weird.
1: So I turn around as he prance us off. <laughs> lucky penny like, Stop <laughs> i was like that's disgusting one could get some MRSA infection <laughs>
0: like, wah, wah.
1: oh i have this lucky penny in- here yeah
0: <laughs> you could get MRSA <laughs>
1: it's gross you could get MRSA well, no you don't know where that penny has been plus money is so dirty anyway like I don't touch any of the – you know how you press the walk sign to come across while I, like, hit it with my elbow and stuff because I don't want to touch it. it.
0: Like, Well, that's just smart. Yeah, it weirds me out. That's just smart. That's Or I, like, kick it with my foot. And he's like, stop doing that. <laughs> I hate when a bathroom, like a public bathroom, doesn't have, like, the push-open door. Yeah, or the paper towel, so you could at least grab it and then throw it out. Well, I appreciate the fact that we're, like, lessening paper towels because it's, like, True. okay for the trees and stuff. But if you don't have a push-open door – and you, what am I supposed to do? I'm going to be I'm, stuck
1: in there forever. I, I
0: literally, <laughs> I'm standing there with my hands like I do it like after I wash my hands. It's like sterile. <laughs> like I have my hands like up by my sides, and like I get to the door and I'm like,
1: oh, "What am I going to do?"
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm
1: uh, about to undo everything I came in here.
0: <laughs> I have literally like like touch the door because it's like one of those handles so i'll like touch the door i'll pull down i'll hold it open with my foot i'll reach back to the sink rewash that hand is this
1: weird no well
0: (laughs) you could get mercy so today's episode is an upper I think it is an upper for sure, but it is for you, Debbie Downers, who have been using the womp womp on yourself lately Mm -hmm. and have been minimizing your own achievements and not reaching your full potential because you are afraid of how great you could actually be. I think today's episode, well, today's episode was certainly inspired by a question that we got in the group as often our podcasts are inspired by that, but the question was from Nicole Smithy, shout out, Nicole. She said, Hey guys, I've recently started listening to the podcast and I love them. My question is I hear Kelsey and Rachel using the term athlete a lot. Am I an athlete? Do I actually get to call myself an athlete? This sounds ridiculous. But I've always wished I was an athlete, but felt that term was reserved for someone who was fit and strong and probably played some sort of form of organized sports in their past. And I never got that opportunity. What makes a person an athlete? And then she hashtagged athlete wannabe. This is like this a is really a awesome really question. great
1: question, and I think it applies to so many people. Like she's not the, she's not alone. Not this question. Not And at I all. think we saw in the responses. We saw, yeah, like
0: there was a million comments on this yeah. being like, yeah, me neither. I mean, I can't possibly call myself an athlete. Like, I suck at exercising and like I'm out of shape and I'm just getting back to it. Or I never played a sport. I'm not an athlete. And the overwhelming response from people was like, yeah, I totally feel this. I hear them saying these words. But like, how could that possibly ever apply to me? Mm-hmm.
1: And you do. If this is one of your first times listening to us, you will hear that all the time. As co- we always refer to ourselves as coaches, and each of you as athletes. I have never referred to some to an athlete I'm working with as a client or a member Ew. or some of these other like words that we hear. I hate when all people the time. use
0: client. I'm not saying like I. I mean, obviously, I it's, a, it. it's an industry standard word. So mm-hmm. like I get why people use it as a fallback, but. I really do not like when trainers or coaches refer to their, their athletes as I can't think of any other way to say it as clients. I Mm -hmm. just, it feels so like number one, impersonal, impersonal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And
1: it's just like, we are here to accomplish this thing together. And you're my client. I don't, I feel like I should like, uh, now I'm a lawyer, you know, like that doesn't that feel like that is the exchange kind of cold and withdrawn. And we're not, and like, I hope you're not guilty. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're not manifesting anything that we would like to see in, in the person, right? We're not bringing out any of the best attributes. And I think that that's one of the main things for me as I'm working with an athlete and whether they refer to themselves as that or not, I'm going to start there and continue to use that term with them. And if they start to hear it, maybe they'll start to think of themselves as an athlete. Well,
0: every single interaction with anyone in your life, you have the opportunity to better that interaction, or you have yes. the opportunity to leave that sort of status quo or make it worse. So to me, having an interaction with someone who has come into the gym to better themselves has got through all the obstacles that there may have been to get there that day that has shown up and has got their leggings on mm-hmm. and they, you know, maybe they are excited to be there. Maybe they drag themselves there. Yeah. But my my opportunity with them is, I think it's very, it's a very important opportunity that I get to interact with them. And I want to make sure that that interaction is bettering their view of themselves. So when someone walks in, the immediate thing that I want them to always know is that they are welcome and they belong there and that we're in this together to do it.
1: Absolutely. I think one of the main things with that too, is just like, The mind and the perception controls everything in the next step that you're going to take. So if you perceive yourself as an athlete who has entered the gym and is there to work on bettering yourself, and I perceive either my, depends on the day, a coach or an athlete, (laughs) and I'm there to assist you, to help better you, to coach you with the knowledge that I've gained along the time, along, you know, these years, that That's our perception and that is going to become reality, which is everything. I mean, what's more important than your
0: perception? So let's talk a little bit about perception because I think that that often people sort of think that there's this black and white and there's these boxes that you either fit into or you don't. And like this girl said, Nicole, she said like, it sounds ridiculous to call myself an athlete, but I've always wished I was one. Yeah. Yeah. So I think one of the things that I really want to make, like, really drive home, and make this point is that like whatever you wish to be, you can be. You'll be good. Like, absolutely. Perception is everything. Let's just define athlete from like the Merriam-Webster dictionary. Like mm-hmm. let's just say like what the dictionary calls an athlete. An athlete is someone, according to the dictionary, who trains or is skilled in exercises, sports, or games requiring physical strength agility or stamina that's pretty Mm -hmm. open-ended a person who trains or is skilled in that that can mean you absolutely suck at it but you train at it every day that can mean you're an olympian that covers literally everyone who participates in exercises sports or games i mean if you're going to the gym every day that's you Mm-hmm. So, like, you fit that even like in the black and white definition of an athlete. But one thing I really like is I looked up the Urban Dictionary instead mm-hmm. because actually. <laughs> who gives a shit? <laughs> who gives a shit about the <laughs> the Miriam Webster? I mean, Urban Dictionary is like where we are. Where we That's where we, where we, we, live.
1: Live. <laughs> That's where we live.
0: I mean, you ever search some things on there? I was like, it can get weird. Mm-hmm. The Urban Dictionary calls an athlete an individual who participates in sports and they're characterized by dedication, focus, intelligence, and work ethic. Mm -hmm. If that's not what everybody's driving to be today, then I don't know what. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're participating and your characteristics are dedication, focus, intelligence, and work ethic. I mean, that's what we're all working towards every single day. If that sounds like you, You're an athlete.
1: Absolutely. And that that comes down to a perception too and the perception of yourself and then each day taking steps towards becoming that person. So if I perceive myself to be a good person, a thoughtful person, and I say these things over and over, an athlete, and each day I take steps towards becoming that person, that becomes reality.
0: Totally. And I think one of the most important things that we always go back to is that like, Everything that you see or hear is an experience that is specific to you. Mm -hmm. So essentially, reality is simply your perception.
1: It's oh, yeah. only the way. And what matters more than that?
0: I mean, no, it's but your it's, life. it's not even what matters more than that. There is nothing more than that. Mm-hmm. You can't perceive life from someone else's shoes. It's like physically impossible. You can empathize with them, mm-hmm. but you can only perceive life. Like the the things coming into your eyes and ears and senses every single day, you're experiencing them only as you. Mm-hmm. That's it. So essentially, everything that's coming in to your senses, like the way you see things, the way you hear things, the way your senses are perceiving the world, that is shaping your reality. So it's, it's weird to think of, but actually, your perception is reality. It's those aren't two separate things. It's not like, well I sort of think of things about this way, but like that's not actually the way the world is. Like mm-hmm. however you think of things becomes the way the world is because you're only ever experiencing some something as from your unique perspective. So I think that's really important when we talk about like success and motivation and like how to achieve these things that you really want in your life. It starts with the knowledge and and just the baseline understanding that you are exactly what you say you are. Yeah. Nothing more and nothing less. Mm-hmm.
1: And the baseline of that though is that the mind is everything. The mind is the energy that controls everything. So I I. It's a hard thing to think about sometimes, because when we look out into the world and we say things like, I'm not that because of this, and that's how you're going to perceive your reality. So it's going to become your reality. And then it's kind of a downward spiral from there. And we start to feed these negative thoughts or these fears. And that now becomes our reality. And that's the first muscle that is going to fire. We talked about that in a previous episode. That's the first thing that's going to fire is that fear of I am not that or that's that's not how I'm going to define myself. And once we realize that how we are going to define ourselves is going to become the reality, everything changes.
0: That's mind-blowing. And I think it's scary for a lot of people too Yes, because feeling all powerful, like, okay, I'm not a circumstance here. Mm-hmm. I am the driving force. That is scary because it works in both directions, right? Yeah.
1: Well, we, we interact, like we go about our daily lives without the realization that whatever we focus on is going to be what we move towards. So if we're going to focus on you know, these negative thoughts, this negative self-talk and, you know, all of these things, then we become a person who has low self-esteem, low confidence, anxiety. You know, that's that's what we have moved towards. Well, the, and
0: it's your perception of yourself. Absolutely. You know, it's funny that when they do like imaging of the brain and they can look at like with these neurotransmitters and stuff, like what areas of the brain fire when certain thoughts come in and whatever. It's like really interesting because when the feeling that is universally accepted in the brain as like doubt, Mm -hmm. that feeling, it lights up certain like parts of these neurotransmitters. And what scientists have found is it actually creates these electrochemical responses that have physical results in the brain. Like it forms these they call them like bridges or like pathways, yeah. no pathways. Yep. And it actually like that feeling of doubt and lighting up that part of the brain forms these pathways. And it's, that's why the term, and this is widely accepted by scientists, the term self fulfilling prophecy, Yeah, it exists because the brain will build those connections and it will like strengthen that area of that is doubt in -hmm. our minds. Mm -hmm. And the more we doubt ourselves, it seems the more we fail. And that's what's called a self-fulfilling prophecy is your brain is wanting it to happen because you have prepped that area of the brain. You've lit it up and it's ready to fire and it's strong. And so However, it really actually goes, you're going to perceive it with doubt. And then that becomes your reality. That's a self fulfilling prophecy. I failed because I knew I was going to fail. How often do we hear that? Is like, that's a really common I thought I could, so I did. I thought I couldn't, and I didn't.
1: Absolutely. I think so many, this is relatable on so many levels too, because. Like we can all remember a time where you walk into the gym that day and you're like, I'm not going to have a great gym session because I feel because I feel tired because I feel this, whatever, I'm sore. And you just go into this mindset thinking like, I'm going to fail today. I know recently in my programming, it was like a max day and I was like, the pressure was on to like PR and the whole day I was like, but what if I don't? What if, I, what if I don't because this is my day and I've been working really hard for it, but what if I fail? And that was a horrible day. There comes doubt. <laughs> there, it was a horrible day. I didn't hit even 80%. I failed it. I walked. I stormed out of the gym. I PR'd my belt throw. <laughs> <laughs> Max distance belt throw. <laughs> I was so frustrated, but I realized in like that moment that I had been building this Fear of failing the entire day, and it was—it took over what my body could actually do. And we see these examples with these amazing feats of athletes, people, and business all over the place. We say like, but that person wasn't supposed to make it. They weren't supposed to be able to do that. You're not supposed to be here. And then we see these amazing feats and then we, we kind of got to chalk it up to something like, well, they had something special, although the, in their past, they didn't have any one leg up that gave them a reason to be here, but somehow they're here. And it really, that, that part really amazes me because we will, when we don't do something like that in our own lives, we have to say, well, They're special or they have this or they have something that I don't when we could really harness the fact that we are in control of our lives and that if I fill my going into my session, whatever it is that day with. I'm the best there ever was. <laughs> I'm the strongest me. I am, I am positive and uplifting and I'm going to have a great session today. And even if something goes wrong, I'm going to keep plowing through because this is just going to be a great day. Everything changes. Everything
0: changes and we know this guys from science we know that the mind is a far far more powerful tool than the muscles and bones and any structures in your body ever can be. We've seen this with humans being able to do unbelievable feats like, you know, the girl's father who was stuck under a car <laughs> and she literally lifted the car to get him out. There's it's it's not that she had been training to lift cars. Yeah. It's that The brain, it literally holds us back. And this is scientifically proven because your muscles, and we've looked at this with numerous studies, when people say like, oh, their muscles are fatigued and they can't continue. My muscles are burning so bad they won't work anymore. That's actually not true because when we test those muscles, like we see that the lactic acid buildup was not to an extreme level where the muscle couldn't work anymore, that the glycogen stores, we still did have more. Mm -hmm. But it's a survival instinct. The brain will stop at its perceived exertion to protect you. Obviously, it doesn't want you to push your muscles to the point where they literally can't work anymore. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't be good survival-wise. So it'll stop you way, beyond your potential because it's trying to protect you. But when you think about that, how that works for your life, it's like all of these limits that we sort of set for ourselves are self-imposed and they're created by a brain that literally works for us. Mm -hmm. So when we say things like, I can't do that, the brain says, you're right, you can't. Yeah, I'll make sure that happens because that is perception becoming reality. If you say, I have to lift this car right now because my father is dying, your brain will say, okay. Well, I
1: think the important thing to remember for something like that with everyone is that you – it starts by saying these little things like I am an athlete. I am strong. I'm powerful. I'm these things, whether you really like believe them in your core or not, you start by saying them. And when it really becomes reality is when you practice it on a daily basis, then you confirm some of the strengths that you have been saying. So you say, I'm, I'm really strong. I am super powerful. And it's confirmed by lifting some weight that day. That's a small confirmation in a big, in, in, in the larger, in a long road. Yeah. Yeah. So the more that we build that up, and I know that I've seen this with myself too, is that I've, I'll build small, small, small over like a long period of time. And then I'll like, look in the mirror or something and I'll be like, I'm jacked as shit or something along those lines where I'm like, oh yeah. And then I'm, I'm confirming it. Right. I'm like making a small confirmation and then I'm walking around a little taller the next day, but we have to continue to it's, it's really like, it's gotta be the small things that we just practice day in and day out. And I know that's where we, we tend to falter a little bit. Because we set out with great intentions or motivations on it on one day. And then something will happen that will tear us down a little bit. And if we haven't built up resilience, that will change our direction. Once we've built up a little more resilience, it's less likely to affect us. But we have to build it up.
0: I agree. And when you think about your own story and you sort of think that this is a story that has sort of happened to you, right? I've just been like a circumstance. And I can tell you that a lot of the people that were like, well, I don't really consider myself an athlete or I would never think of myself as an athlete because I didn't play any sports in high school. I was the girl who was never picked for anything in gym class. It's the, I was, is that going to be who you
1: will always be? Well, the thing is, is it's
0: really, that in itself is perception too. I never, I never had the chance to play organized sports. So I just don't, that's not my story. I wasn't an athlete all along. And, and understand guys, like me and Kelsey both come from an athletic background where sports were really pushed on us, but there are other things that, we were lacking in. Like, for example, you can't sing for shit. <laughs> but I'm convinced that you can't sing for shit because mm-hmm. you think you can't sing for shit. <laughs> you know, you're never hurting music lessons. Yep. Sometimes you have trouble holding a tone. <sighs> <laughs> a lot of trouble. <laughs> but oh, you don't. sort of, but you sort of made that your story that you can't sing. And if mm-hmm. anybody ever asked you to go out for karaoke, you'd be like, "Oh no, I'm not a singer." Mm-hmm. Right. So when we can put that in a like, we don't. Sometimes we like disconnect with the people that. Well, I'm not an athlete because I didn't play sports in high school, and we're like, that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But if you sort of think of it in your terms, though, if you were to say, well, I'm not a singer mm-hmm. and people would say, well, why? Well, I didn't ever sing in college or I never, nobody gave me voice lessons. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't matter, Kelsey. Mm-hmm. You can go up a karaoke and sing your goddamn heart out.
1: <laughs> Singing's just like talking. And here's the longer thing. longer and louder. <laughs> here's Elf, <anyone>? love <laughs> the
0: thing I live in movie quotes. Here's the thing about perception. If I love you, Mm -hmm. I might sit in the audience at your karaoke performance and think it was the greatest thing I've ever heard. You you know this about parents with their kids, right? Yeah. Like I've coached high school kids for a lot of years and- one of the things that is a difficult hurdle to often get over with parents is they have a, a difficult time seeing their kids' talent, perceived talent, for what it actually is because talent is perception. Mm-hmm. Every parent thinks their kid is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And of course we do. We need them. Mm-hmm. They're our creation. Yep. And they are the greatest thing since since sliced bread. However. To us. It's that's a perception. Mm -hmm. So like if I was to sit in the audience of your karaoke performance and I love you and I really wanted you to do well and I believed that you were a great singer, I would hear that as a great performance Mm -hmm. because everything is freaking perception. That's it. So when you can change your story. Imagine if we went
1: around with that same perception of ourselves
0: like what how the world would
1: look so different
0: well i said i would hear your performances great because i love you but essentially shouldn't we love ourselves enough to think that everything that we're doing is great mm-hmm. and our best effort mm-hmm. and freaking worth praise mm-hmm. so yeah. Like, yeah, you're an athlete. I don't care what your background in organized sports is. I don't care if your perception is that you're so clumsy that you literally walk going down a flight of stairs. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you're falling down all over the place. Like, that. none of that matters. That's all perception. I don't care
1: if you're lifting 10-pound weights. Or you have 200 pounds on your back squat like it doesn't matter
0: none of that matters the only thing that matters is the story that you are creating for yourself every single day instead of feeling a passive that we're living in a story that's like sort of someone else is writing Mm -hmm. what if we sort of took that power back and said like today I write the story and instead of I was never picked in gym class for and, and so that makes me not an athlete or I never played a sport in high school so that makes me not an athlete what about instead if you said your story was I had not found my athletic gift yet in high school it, I didn't know the power of my own potential in high school so I never got to reach my full potential there but I will now mm-hmm. doesn't that sound like such a different story yeah and that's really just all what. You're telling yourself. Nothing changed about the circumstances. You're not going to go backwards. You can't.
1: I just, I love the idea because so many times we stick with the story that was written for so long, and then we have regrets. Every minute that passes that we don't become that person that we want to be, that we wish we were, or looking out and saying, oh, she is it. I'm not. She has that. I don't. And like, we just, we continue to live this thing from the past and we're never actually taking steps towards what we want. What is going to be next? What's Who are we going to be? How are you going to define yourself today? Because like how you define yourself is really the only thing that matters. It's all that matters. The How you see yourself is the only thing that matters. And I always say this about You know, when I have to remind myself, when I look at my life and I say, no one else is going to walk in your shoes. So who gives a shit? Mm -hmm. This is (laughs) no one else is going to wake up in your bed every day. No one else is going to wake up in your body, your house. So what does it matter other than how you see
0: yourself, how you see your life in living that? Not only that, but I mean, the only factor you're in control of is how you perceive things. Mm -hmm. You aren't in control of how anyone else perceives you. You could be the most amazing kick out I mean there are people out there who are critical of the most successful people on the planet what do you think would happen if those successful people started believing like their critics and being like well maybe I'm really not all that great I mean would they have ever reached I, I think one thing that you can universally accept about successful people is the fact that they did not listen to anyone who was going to try to minimize their efforts at success. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the one universal thing about successful people. endless,
1: endless examples of that. Albert Einstein, I believe he didn't talk till he was five. Everyone thought he was dumb. Like everyone said, like, you are, you are not intelligent. And he was like, Failure is is a step closer towards success. You can't actually be successful at anything until you fail. Michael Jordan, Oprah, like we have endless examples of this. Michael Jordan getting cut from his high
0: school basketball team, like. But guys, that's not a. It, that doesn't mean he had something that you don't like. Imagine if he said, he got "I'm just caught. not a basketball player." Right. So if so, if the perception of Michael Jordan was that he was not a talented basketball player, mm-hmm. and that was a perception from someone else. So, like, if he let that become his story, I'm not a successful basketball player, I'm not a good athlete, I'm not good enough to do this, the world would be without a Michael Jordan. And... What world is that? Think about that. (laughs) So think about the power Mm -hmm. of his mind. Did his body and his skills in basketball really change that much from the next year when he made the team? No. Come on, guys. I mean, what, he practiced for a year? He's still the same kid, right? The thing that changed was his mindset and his perception. Is like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. So, if tomorrow you make your story, Nicole Smithy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the athlete, that is your story. Step one is to change your story, which yes. you're writing. Mm-hmm. Step two is then that in turn will change your perception because when you start saying, I'm Nicole Smithy, athlete, mm-hmm. nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> All of a sudden, your perception of yourself changes. And then, the most important step, step three, your life changes. Mm -hmm. Because when you walk around with that perception of yourself, things will start to change around you. I promise. I promise. And that's why you are manifesting
1: what you believe.
0: You are. Yes. This is the power of attraction. Mm -hmm. So, and that's why we always start out with meeting everybody that's new in our sessions and saying like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm so glad to have you as an athlete here at the gym. Like, Step one. Step one, I've said it for you.
1: Mm-hmm. You can hear it. So you can start doing this today. You start building those little steps today. Call yourself an athlete today. It all starts with you. And I really like to start with like, I am, and then fill in the blank, and it is what you will become. And if you need to start by repeating that every day, something that is that builds you up, I am an athlete And you walk into the gym, and each time you walk in, you say, I am an athlete. I am strong. I am these things. And then we start to build that for our lives.
0: Watch, watch, because I've personally seen it. Mm -hmm. Watch what happens to someone like the first couple times they're called an athlete it's almost like a calling yeah like I'll say to someone that they're an athlete and then like all of a sudden like they sort of stand up straighter a little bit and go oh me (laughs) I don't know yeah you know but they're like are standing up straighter?" and then and then they say to me like I think I'm gonna add a little weight on the back squat today yeah like what what, what, Susan, you've been doing the same weight for a couple of weeks now. Susan's going to add some weight because I called her an athlete today and nothing about, nothing about anything in her day was different. Only her physical abilities, did Her not physical. Change. It's not, nothing's changed. She mm-hmm. didn't, you know, grow giant quads overnight. Like she came in the same athlete as she was yesterday, but the hearing that and then all of a sudden sort of perking up mm-hmm. and going like, I've been doing step ups, but I think I want to try box jumps today. Like that didn't come out of nowhere. That came from that first little step Mm -hmm. of being called an athlete and like thinking for even one second that it could be true. Me? Who me? Oh,
1: girl, I like the ring of that. (laughs) So you will hear this every second in our Facebook group that you are an athlete, absolutely. You are there working on your athletic ability, whether it's strength, stamina, flexibility, whatever it is, you're doing it. So we believe it. So why don't you start believing it?
0: Wear that title with pride because what you believe is who you become. We love you. Have a great week.
1: Thank you so much for listening to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. If you'd like to join our movement, head over to the Facebook group and take part in our free weekly workouts for a chance to win some badass gear. Search Fitness Programming by CVG on Facebook. Facebook. We're in there every day. It's a perfect place to get in touch with us. This podcast is made possible by Constantly Varied Gear, so be sure to check out constantlyvariedgear.com. See you next week. Crush your goals.